Let's sit. No more Let's learn. Let's evolve. Let's talk. Today is Let's Talk Business with your host, Jai Lawton. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Business. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of where this program is broadcasted and pay my respect to Elders, past and present. I'd like to recognise the unceded sovereignty of all First Nations people across the many nations in this continent. And I hope you're doing all well out there and not feeling too bad of the hangover of uh, January 26. And uh, everyone stood in solidarity there, whether you're marching or rallying or tuning in to the AG100 countdown, which uh, Yothi Yindi took out number one with the that classic track of treaty so thanks for tuning in to the og 100 and um what a countdown it was as it always is so today on let's talk business it's episode two for 2024 and i'm joined by a fellow that is no stranger to the let's talk program and a former director on the board here of uh of triple a it's the one and only ej garrett um, EJ is a visual storyteller who has forged a career in the film and television industry that spans over a number of decades. Uh, he's a business owner of many businesses over the years and currently the founder, the owner and operator of Burnett River Media and also the creator of the initiative Buying Black amongst many other things. Hello and welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, good, brother. Hello. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, and, as we always do, we'll start with uh, with your mob and your country. Yeah, I'm Willy Willy. That's my mum's Willy Willy, and um, my dad's Drumble. From so he's um, salt water man, um, and I'm living here in little old Eidsvold, um, on Waka Waka country. Waka Waka country, and I want to get into that, uh, EJ, because you made that move a few years ago now from the big smoke of the city life out to that regional, or well, bordering remote really, uh, town of Eidsvold. Why the move and, and what has it done for you personally? Yeah, like, it's a, it's a great question. So we we had some personal things going on that we had to, we thought the best way to manage it was to come out here to Eidsvold. So my wife and I are born here in Eidsvold, so we're from here. And so we we come out here um, just to be out here, spend some time um, with family, and then um, we sort of. This was three years ago, and, and I started a new business and got established. And um, yeah, it was a big it was a, a big decision for us because we left a lot behind from because we were living in Ipswich, working out of Brisbane, and. Yeah, coming out here was it was a really big move. Mm, and it is beautiful country out there, and I can certainly see, you know, why you'd make the move beyond, you know, the personal stuff with, with family and all the rest of it. But it is, you know, life is a little bit, uh, a little bit slower, and uh, just that small town feel. It's uh, it's super incredible. It it seems like it's a really, you know, tight knit community with a lot of black fellas out there. Uh, you know, paint the picture of of what the what the town is uh, and, and, and the cultural significance of it, I suppose, um, as well, EJ. Yeah, it's um, like it's like a population of about 600 people and a couple hundred of uh, Aboriginal residents. It's only a small town, you know, one main street, a post office and um, a news agency, a cafe, um, a, a pub. It has, it has a great golf course. <laughs> and, um, and, and there's a little bowls club here as well. And the thing about it, it's a really picturesque little town. We're, we're out here in the North Burnett. Um, we're, we're five minutes away from the Burnett River. 
which is a majestic river. And historically, we sort of like, you know, before there was um, Sherburg and Warabinda, they they had an old um, mission out here at Pastoroon, which is only down the road from here. And then they closed that mission down. They sort of sent mob to Warabinda and 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 mob to to Sherburg. And so we're sort of sort of in the middle of that. And there's a lot of history between Idesville, Sherburg, and Warabinda, and there's a lot of connections with families as well. And um, we just had the determination with the Waka Waka mob, and that's 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 that was a pretty special time, you know, to know that um, we got native title here and we got a, a good presence of Waka Waka people and who are active in the community. So um, when you when you sort of live in a place that has got that much Aboriginal history behind it, it's 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 pretty powerful, brothers, because you know, like you go out. You go out on country and you hear, you know, you know the stories of where the old people used to live and there's still still remnants of cultural activity in these places. Um, yeah, it, 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 it sort of gives you a lot of strength for us, you know, a lot of strength, you know. Yeah, and and it is a beautiful place, and you know, in terms of you know living out in you know more regional and and more remote sort of places, you know, I've just recently done a tour out in you know Western Queensland there as well, and um, you know, and previously last year out to Broome and Yarrabah and and um, and Alice Springs and other regional locations, and it does at times present you know additional barriers or or challenges when it comes to running a business out there um how have you felt with and dealt with some of those challenges of of running a business out out there in in regional or remote queensland just to give people an idea of, of where we are like we're about 500 k's sort of northwest of brisbane um we're about 300 k's inland from the coast and we're probably the only town in this region that doesn't have free to air. Mm. <laughs> so, we, you know, like when you think of those things, you can't even watch TV out here unless you've got internet. Mm. And and the internet's restricted as well. And that, that brings so many challenges. And then you've got, um, you know, my business is, is media and marketing. And, you know, out here, bros, like nobody advertises. Mm. You know, it's just word of mouth and people are just getting used to like um, Facebook as a Facebook and oh, sorry, social media is just a social thing and isn't necessarily a, a business tool. Mm. So we, there's, there's, there was a few things that we sort of had to push through and now we're, we're set up. I've got three staff. Um, we mostly focus on web, web design and social media. But to get to that point over the last three years, we had to bring people with us, you know, mm. and just sort of have these conversations around, yeah, we may be in a regional or remote place, but we don't necessarily have to think local, you know, we can actually think global and um, look at opportunities outside of our, our region for our for our businesses, you know. So that's been great. And I think um, having these, these young people here, and the thing is about a brother, you know, you like, it's my nephew and my niece and my son mm. <laughs> that make up the staff. Yeah. And it's been great. You know, I've given them an opportunity and they've taught me a lot as well. So, um, yeah, it's got its challenges, but you just got to be creative. Take, take advantage of 
the tech, the technical sort of, uh, sort of the, the technical technical resources that that you've got available, and then look at your the people around you and see what they what skills they bring to you as well, and take advantage of that. And I think after three years, we've found a pretty good mix here. You know, we've got I've got a creative team. We're a creative business, and we're sort of making creative business decisions. You know. Yeah, and that's the and you mentioned you know the three staff and your niece, your nephew, and your son there. But I think you know that that within itself provides a whole range of opportunity out there um, where you know it might not be as as uh, as available for jobs and and whatnot. Like that, that's an incredible opportunity, isn't it, for for three young local mob to be part of a you know quite an innovative business in in online um creating websites and and social media and all that sort of stuff tell us about what it's done for for those three young people <laughs> yeah it's, it's really it's really good like uh, you know the opportunity and um and we we work to our own pace you know it's so easy to get caught up in that in that being busy Psychology, you know, like that. Mm. Oh, sorry, being busy, that the being busy culture, you know, yeah. that a lot of cities have. Out here, brothers, you know, you just cruise along. Everyone's more concerned about how you're doing mm. than more than what you're doing. Yeah, and that's really that's really positive. And so I've got this small team. You know, they they can either work here in the office or they can work from home. Mm. And it just allows them that independence as well. And so we're not, we're not hammering home this concept of deliver, deliver, deliver. We want people to feel okay and be comfortable and take care of, because, you know, we, we, we have to deal with so much. Mm. As Molde, you know, like we come out of the referendum, we get through Australia Day, um, you know, we want to take care of our mob, you know, and providing a, a job that's flexible but challenging and satisfying, you know, that's that makes it all worthwhile, you know. So I think it just offers them that that space to come to, do something productive, get paid, and be a part of something. So, like, we do these websites and we... We, you know, we promote them, and people are like just love, love it, and they're really, and they, I think the team are proud of that, you know. Mm. Yeah, the, the the hustle, bustle, and busy environment. I think it's a day of yesterday. I think it's certainly overrated. People are starting to, you know, with the whole flexible working arrangements and the working from home. Um, flexibility that we're seeing across the workforce and, and employee satisfaction rates and what that requires and the particularly the competitive marketplace out there generally, the more flexible you are, the more um, yeah, the, the better value proposition you can provide I suppose and, and yeah, I think that hustle bustle busy mentality is certainly um, it's it's gone into a different era and it's more about the well-being and, and employee satisfaction and I think that's really deadly, uh, the stuff you, you're doing out there and the, and the environment you're providing for, for the three younger mob out there as well. And I want to yarn about the school really quickly because, you know, 
I was out there a few years ago now and there was some incredible work, um, some award-winning initiatives actually coming out of the school there. Um, for such a small small town, there is incredible things coming out of there. Can you share some of the, the good work of that local school there in Idesville? Yeah, they've got a, they've got a, a language um, program called um, Yumba, which... Um, it, it, like Walker language is about everyone coming together and, um, oh, sorry, Yumbin, Yumbin. And, um, so everyone together. So it's about in Aboriginal culture, language, and way of life being the centerpiece of the school. And so it's embedded in that school now. And, um, you know, we have, we get, we have our elders. To thank for that. Mm. Like up in the school, they got a, these photos of all these elders. Um, they were part of the original group that said, "Yes, let's let's do language and let's do Waka Waka language." And not all their mob were Waka Waka people. You know, they identified, "Yep, let's let's do Waka Waka." And it was a, it's a testament to them to them old people that this language program has been so successful. We did we did a we did a short documentary on it, a little fifteen minute, and what kept recurring in that was the spirit of these old people mm. kept revisiting this program, and it it felt like they were there moving it along, you know, because they they had some really tough times there, you know, there was really some big barriers they had to 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 get over, but they did it, and when you talk to some of the mob involved, you, you can get a sense that yeah, then. The spirit of them old people were with that program. So, so what do they? So what they do is they are teaching um, Waka Waka language as part of the curriculum. Um, they're doing. Um, they have a dance troupe, the Yumbin Dance Troupe, which brings all together. So it's Aboriginal kids and non-Indigenous kids, and mm. um, and they've got a, they just directed a, a yarning circle up there now, um, where where people can just go there and listen to each other. You know. And not only just listen on the surface, but listen deeply about, you know, what's going on. And there's a real, there's a, even though there's hands in, like, principles, but the culture is still there. Like, there's still the strong push to have this Indigenous language program at the core of the school. Yeah. It's yeah the- so it's, when, you, when you look at the size of this town, that that's a big accomplishment for us here. Um and it's and yeah, you always proud when people come to town. Going to say, look, got to go to the school. Yeah, see what they're mobbing doing up there with that language. Cause it's really deadly, you know. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great model, isn't it? Like having the old people there contribute, you know, their their knowledge and their wisdom, and then have the younger people or, or the mob in the school really drive it to teach, you know, the young the young students in the school, and then. The fact that you know, yeah, it's it's mob learning it, but the, the non-indigenous mob learning it too. Like you think of the future of of that town, you know, they're the, they're the future mayors, they're the future council, they're the future business owners, the future publicans. You know, they're all these mob learning that stuff um, from that young age. I mean, it's got a it's got to paint a, a, an incredible uh, future for for the town. Yeah, and it takes some real strong leadership, and we're lucky to have the right leadership at the right time mm. and because um, you know like doing something like that is, is is really difficult but you need people to lead and I think you know that's where business um, is, a, is a great platform to 
to be engaged with anything that's happening in your community and, and be a part of it and maybe lead some of that as well, you know, as business owners. Mm. Yeah. I feel it's part of part of who we are, right, you know. Absolutely, Sharon, and 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 leading leading from the front as as the business owners. And if you have just joined us, you are listening to Let's Talk Business, where we're talking all things Indigenous business with my guest today, filmmaker and I'd call him serial entrepreneur, EJ Garrett. And uh, EJ, I want to get into this incredible initiative that you launched some some years back now, uh, Buying Black. Um, you know, it's this fantastic initiative that showcases the stories of Indigenous businesses from across the country in a range of different industries and sectors. And, um, yeah, as I said, it, it's, a, it's very different to a lot of the different platforms out there at the moment. Can you share with the audience what Buying Black is and, and the thought behind it and, and the vision for it? I, I describe Buying Black as a community. So it's a community of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander businesses Excuse me. <clears throat> so, on on the platform, you get to see we we promote an Aboriginal business every day through our social media. Um, we've got a directory with over 190 businesses registered. Um, we do like uh, we send out sort of um, emails and, and newsletters, and we're we're just about to start a, a new. Um, part of the website called Black Academy, <laughs> and it's going to be a series of little tips, business tips, and like real business tips, like um, how you can use your, you know, your bank, um, your your bank statements to sort of set up your own budget, yep. or how to use AI to generate some of your documentation or to find out some answers that your business um, might need or how to set up your insurance. Mm -hmm. Just simple things. And where that all that content's coming from is, is my experience over the last 20 years yeah. of running a business. Because some, some of these things, there's some really easy ways of, of doing things and some really difficult ways of doing things. And I think if businesses um, got to see somebody who's been through that whole experience and shared their learnings, I think, um, you know, they, they might find that to be pretty beneficial, mm -hmm. especially if you're a new business. So what, what, we're, what we're doing is just we're having this conversation with businesses. So we promote businesses every day, um, and then we, we'll ask our businesses, you know, a certain topic, like what defines an Aboriginal business, you know, what, where do you spend your money? Just so we can take that information and send that information back to them and hopefully have some answers. It's really interesting, the conversation we're having now about what defines an Indigenous business. Mm. You know, you ask the Buying Black community and it's, you know, it's it varies. But, like, when you look at some of the government-funded agencies, is 51% owned by an Indigenous person that makes an Indigenous business. And some some, some other business might, might define that as an Aboriginal business. So it's, it's really interesting. I think as, as we move forward as a sector, we need to have these conversations mm. so we can better shape ourselves as we, you know, and, 
as we define ourselves and become more established in, in the Australian sort of economy, because we are cruising, brothers, you know, you know yourself, our original businesses um, were really taken out, taken off, you know. Mm. You know, the, the work the work that's happening um, around Indigenous business sector, it, it, we're, we're, we're bloody stepping up, you know. So I think we need to have a conversation about who we are and how do we define ourselves and, you know, where do we come from and where are we headed? Absolutely. It's it's one of the key themes that have come out of my yarns with a range of different people over the last couple of years of this program is really having that conversation within ourselves and not being, you know, stipulated to or regulated by without having our input into, well, what do we think an Indigenous business is and what, you know, what is that make-up or break-up and let's sit down and have that tough yarn or... Um, well, that collective yes. collective yarn, you know, as we always have, it's not yeah. not not been something that's dictated to us. It's something that we've we've always sat around and said, well, what do we what do we think? And we're not always always going to get along, but we should certainly sit down and, and have that yarn. And a tough yarn it will be. But it's incredible that you know the the network that you've created through uh, buying black is it, almost as a byproduct of being able to you know, gauge different things and, and ask different questions through the network you've created. It must be valuable valuable insight. Yeah, it is, you know, and I, I started out, the, the reason I started buying black is I wanted to do a TV series. Mm. So like a legacy piece on on Aboriginal businesses. So follow an Aboriginal business like for five years, you know, and because I think our stories at this moment are so powerful and these stories should serve a record, you know, like in, in 50 years to come when there's a, a young Aboriginal kid come out of Idesville State School knows the story of this business, mm. you know, and there's a record of it. And it helped them to, to shape the direction they want to go in because at the moment the conversations we have with young people is about um, sports or get a job, you know, Mm. And I think I think we're more than that. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're far more than that. And and not to say that you know sports and and jobs are, aren't important either. But there is such an opportunity in in business, in entrepreneurship, and in, in the way that. Uh, you know, that mindset works in terms of uh, problem solving and, and just the, pro the way we approach things in a far different lens than, you know, I suppose your traditional um, person would or traditional, particularly traditional business concepts would. And what, what have you, in terms of um, buying black itself, like, where do you want to see it in, in 2024? Well, I want to... Um, I want to sustain the, the member base and I want us to... Really, what we're going to do over the next three months is really focus on this internal conversation. So we're going to be sending out more inquiries and asking questions and asking businesses to provide us stuff, you know, like what have they learned over their years as operating as a business so we can have this, um, like this, this base of knowledge so we can just share with each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I, I know so many mob that, want to start a business, or they're probably doing it now, but um, just don't have the, the information or the confidence to take it the next step forward. Mm. And in two, 2024, I want Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to, to be able to come to Buy in Black and go, oh yeah, 
this this all makes sense or yeah that's the information i needed oh yeah geez i really needed to hear that today because i was i'm really struggling you know or success as well just so we can have this this network this um organic sort of online community that you know that just grows supports each other yeah, it's an incredible, important one. And this is, you know, really, I want to commend you, EJ, because this is a passion project that you've built off your own back. You know, there's been, you know, as I understand, very little funding other than your own sort of, you know, commitment and input into it. And I think, you know, the big shout out that I want to give is that if there are any investors out there or if there are mob listening that, that want to contribute to the showcasing of Indigenous business or the supporting of Indigenous business, whether you're an in, in, in Indigenous business yourself or, or an ally out there that wants to support and see the growth and sees the benefit that Indigenous business can have as a vehicle for self-determination for our mob Um you know, certainly get in touch uh, with EJ and he'll he'll give you the website now of where to go with Buy and Black, but it's certainly something worth worth throwing throwing some support behind because it has been, you know, largely your own your own off your own back, hasn't it, EJ? Getting this off the ground. Yeah, Rose, like it's it's a passion project. Um yeah, and I, I hazard to guess <laughs> how much time and money I've spent on it, but that really hasn't been a factor for me. I just love Seeing, I love to see. I love seeing the membership grow, and I love reading the messages that we get back from businesses that we promoted. Mm. So we'll 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 find an Aboriginal business, promote it out through our networks, and it's so heartfelt. The messages we get back, people are so, um, you know, people people are so glad that someone's taken interest in them in their business. Mm. You know, and I, I really love that. You know, we've had a couple of times here, Russ, but it's not all unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> um, we, you know, we 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 promoted a couple of businesses that not weren't necessarily indigenous businesses, oh. but and we copied Russ. Mm. But I think that's that's it. That's where it is. The community should be able to um, should be able to regulate what defines an Aboriginal business. Mm. And they, know, do, they do a good job of it, don't they? They're not backwards. They do, Russ, you know, like, yeah, like, and we we appreciate those messages. When someone comes back and says, hey, don't promote them, they're not Indigenous, and we we start having, you know, the conversation, and then that thing, take, it takes care of itself, you mm. know, and I love that. I love that that community, we are able to have that conversation, you know. But a natural justice. So, mm. Yeah, you know, and, like, it just shows the maturity of, of you know, of the community and to be able to go, hey, bros, you know, you want to take a good look at them, they're, they're not necessarily an Indigenous business. And, yeah, once we start challenging some business around that, they, they just disappear. So um, I think I think this model, I think it's, there's something here, bros, you know, there's there's a benefit here for us all, I think. Yeah, it's interesting, and and the in terms of the membership or the mob that you've promoted over the years, I mean, you know, a lot of people out there think that a large portion of our businesses, you know, their cultural tourism or you know your your arts and craft type businesses, but we're we're, we're represented across different industries and sectors. What's been some of the real out there innovative businesses that you've sort of gone wow, like that's incredible um, as part of buying black? So a lot of them are artists. We had a, a mob that were delivering gas. We have a mob that are doing um, 
you know, like design and apparel. There's a couple that really jumped out for me, and that was um, like we have designers, interior designers, and furniture design companies. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and like architects. Unreal. So across, across every industry and sector, right? Eh? And yeah, the the architect and design one is um, is something that is is really interesting, particularly you know as we see with the. The, the housing crisis and, and stuff like that, I've started to see some really innovative um, companies pop up, particularly around design and, and starting to think differently about how homes can be designed differently or can be more fit for purpose for community around, you know, modular homes and all that sort of stuff. And this is the, it's the beauty of, you know, Blackfella entrepreneurship, I think, just sort of looking at it at a problem or a, or a you know, a challenge in the community and really bring in, our way of, of thinking about that problem to go, well, how do we solve this in, you know, in our way? And uh, I think they're, they're the opportunities that are going to, you know, not only take off for our mob, but I think if we can if we can solve the that problem, you know, the housing crisis is, is across the board at the, at the minute, you know. So that's, um, there's a couple of really exciting, innovative ideas and businesses that are on the brink of, um, on the brink out there. And I think 2024, it's going to be, yeah, another big year of um, Indigenous business. Yeah, no, exactly. I just, you know, I, I just think business is, is the answer. I really do. I, I don't think, how do I, how do I phrase this? I think business brings us the best opportunity. It allows us to practice the business we want to. Uh, it allows us to practice business the way we want to practice business. Yep. You know, so we don't have to sacrifice our culture and who we are and how we conduct ourselves because mm. we can do it the way we want to do it. And it, it takes a while and, and you might feel you mightn't be making inroads, but the thing about business, the, the most successful businesses are the businesses that are true to themselves mm. and true to their product, you know, and um, we're, we're set up to do that, guys. Like, we're so authentic mm. in how we not only practice our relationships, but how we sort of define our services and products. It's all authentic, you know. You just look at the website and you can see so many um, varying designs and sort of logos and it just visually just talks to the, um, the, it just visually talks to just how um, creative we are, you know as thinkers so businesses business provides us so much opportunities and i think the more people that are in business the more black dollars in business the better mm, absolutely and and the more that network and that ecosystem grows, the more we're able to collaborate and support one another and just really you know build out that you know circular economy or the black ecosystem or the black economy or whatever you want to call it, um, that sort of mm. thing. So, no, it's an exciting, certainly certainly an exciting time. And, and where can the mob find uh, Buying Black, uh, the website? Yeah, they can go to all the W's, buyingblack.com.au. Too deadly. And, and I assume the same on, on all the social platforms? Yeah, Ruz, yeah. Just um, at buyingblack.com.au. We've... Um, We've set up a, a, a little shop so people can start buying some um, little branded content, buying black, buying black branded content, and that the proceeds will help us to keep buying black running. Um, we've got some big plans in the future. 
like we um you know we don't we don't just want to be national we want to go international mm. so using our um using our knowledge and experience around social media and um networks um we'll, we'll be certainly looking at yeah taking buy and black internationally internationally yeah. and getting it getting it competing with the old black friday in in, in the u.s and uh you know, make, get making a thing of it because that the sales that comes out of out of Black Friday over in the US is is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I you know we we're not far off, bros. You know that support we have for each other as black businesses is you know we're we're pretty strong. You know? So these these outcomes that we see, you know, um, especially in America, um, we we can have similar results for sure. Absolutely, and just in terms of you know the the regional stuff again, as we sort of as we sort of wrap up, you know, what what can be done from a you know a whole of ecosystem point of view to better support you know businesses in the regions. You know, I've been to a lot of markets and you know, especially black colour markets, and it's always a good idea if you want to go to a market or you want to go to a shop, go with intent. Mm. So. Go with a budget, like, yeah, you're going to spend $20 or you're going to $50. Like, it's just a great way of ensuring that you're supporting that ecosystem. Mm. So whether if you're going to an Aboriginal market or if you're going into an, an Aboriginal business or gift store or you're dealing with an Aboriginal sort of service provider, think about your budget and commit to that because you're not just getting a service or a product, you're getting a lot of authenticity and you can be sure like there's been research done that Aboriginal businesses pay their staff more mm. um, than non-Indigenous businesses um, and they employ more people as well because that's just the way we are brothers you know we, <laughs> we, we sometimes we're, we're giving out a fault you know we don't make we're not very good capitalists bros no. <laughs> we love sharing that money you know <laughs> That's it, and that's how it should be. You know, there's no point in in, in just you know redeveloping a black capitalist model. We got to be you know distributing that wealth and sharing that wealth and uh, and and sharing it all around. And and just in terms of um, the other business there, EJ. Before we wrap up, I want to touch on you know Burnett River Media. You mentioned you got your media company there, and you've um, you've done some incredible things of recent times, including a you know a short doco uh, or sixty minute doco there that featured on ABC um, and, and, a, and a range of other different things in your time. What, what's your plans for 2024 uh, for Burnett River Media? Uh, as, um, as EJ Garrett, so I've, I've moved and I've created a, a, a company that oversees a number of these projects that I'm involved in. So I've called this company EJ Garrett, oddly enough. <laughs> so EJ Garrett Pizza Limited is um got a, a you know, got a few things in the fire. As you as you have to do, you know what it's like, brother. You know, as a business, you've got to have a couple of options going or mm. in case one dries up. So um my business at the moment we're looking at a like a international sort of distribution arrangement in in the film industry and we're also looking at um, producing, uh, or, you know, producing a, a feature film out this way. So, yeah, we've got a number of things that we that we work on, you know. And of course, uh, we want to be able to create 
a nice little enterprise hub out here mm. um, in Eidsvold because even though we're, it appears that the, uh, the opportunities are limited, we don't see that. We feel that even though we're out in the regions, we can still make things happen. So, yeah, and that's what I'm doing over the next 12 months is creating um, big things to help other things grow, you know. Yeah, and and the goodwill is absolutely there at the minute. I think, particularly from a, you know, a regional um, approach. That, you know, there's a range of different uh, the, the spotlight on on the regions at the moment, and also you know with the establishment and infrastructure of the Queensland Indigenous Business Network that you know was recently announced last year, and, and looking to set up infrastructure out in the regions where there's not as much infrastructure. I think there's there's a great opportunity there. So I think, um, yeah, so, and particularly in a place like Oddsville where there is not only Indigenous people but there's a range of Indigenous businesses. It must be the most well-represented Indigenous business per capita place in the country, just about, I'd say. There's a fair few out there. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, we, and, there, and there are only small operations but they're, like they're having a go, you know. Um, so... I think that's probably where my focus is, is establishing um, establishing a number of enterprises to ensure that they're supporting the other enterprises that want to that want to get started. Or um, because you know, Raz, in this in this sector, we all we all buy off each other. Right? Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we reach out to each other. Um, for products and services because that's just who we are, you know, we want to deal with each other and we can do that in the regions as well. Yeah. You know, we can support each other through not just, not just verbal support or, you know, moral support. We actually say, hey, here's this, is is a couple of grand. We've got a bit of a project here for you, you know, come on board. Absolutely. And you, you might look at that business, mightn't have the experience or even necessarily the knowledge, but they'd have the passion, mm. you know, and they have the drive, and sometimes that's all you need, eh? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I really want to thank you for your time uh, today, EJ, but also want to congratulate you on, you know, not only the work that you do in telling our stories, uh, but the work that you're doing out there in Eidsvold and leading the way from a business point of view with a range of different, which, with a range of others out there as well. I know you don't do it by yourself, but you certainly um, play a big part in it. And, um, and also just the work you're doing with Buying Black too, showcasing, you know, Indigenous businesses in a way that, I think hasn't been done before and um, and the advice that you'll go out and give that will really just inspire uh, a whole range of other different people. So um, thank you for your time, but also thank you for all the work that you do in the Indigenous business space, brother. It really, really means a lot. Well, thank you, Joy. I really appreciate it, brother. Love your work and it's really great to hear then this, um, this series growing, not only the Let's Talk Business, but all the other categories as well. Um, you know, I'd, I'd end up writing and directing uh, that our documentary on Tiger, you know, and having known a bit of backstory, I really, it's really great to see this series thriving, you know. I really think that where, where you know, the more people they've laid a, a strong foundation for us and we're, we're, we're still taking that forward. It's bloody deadly, Russ. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you.
No, all good. Still driving it forward, and that's right. You have tuned in to Let's Talk Business today with my guest, EJ Garrett, and as he suggested, make sure you get on and, and check out all the other episodes throughout the week or tune in from, from 9 a.m. each week to hear all the range of other Let's Talk episodes. But uh, that's all we've got for today, and thank you for your company. No more whispering in our mind. Let's Talk, Monday to Friday at 9 a.m. on AAA Murray Country. The National Indigenous Radio Service and iHeartRadio. You can catch up on AAA.org.au, proudly supported by the Community Broadcast Foundation.